love the Lord. It's the same old-fashioned way. But let me remind you what the Bible says. If we love Him, we'll keep His commandments. Amen? Amen. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You know, he told a group of people one day, he said, your lips honor me, but your heart is far from me. He said at one time, why call you me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say? So the way that we tell the Lord we love him is not only by saying that to him, and we need to often, but we also need to show him that we love him by obeying his word. Amen? I want to I want to just uh, read you a story today, just a moment out of Genesis 24. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you the story because the chapter is 60 uh, plus verses long, and I doubt very seriously you want me to read 60 something verses to you here at lunch today. 67 verses, matter of fact. But uh, before we get into Genesis 24, let me just say uh, thanks for uh, the week. Thank you, Brother Jim, for the honor of being here at First Baptist Haskell. I've been traveling for 30-something years, and uh, I never take for granted an invitation to go preach. Every time the phone rings, I'm very grateful to the Lord uh, for the open door and the opportunity. Uh, you can ask my wife. I still get ex as excited now about uh, getting an invitation and putting it on my calendar as I have years before. Uh, now I put it on an iPad instead of a calendar. Amen. Uh, it's all the difference. But... Uh, but uh, thank the Lord for uh, this, this week and the decisions that have been made. We have, still have tonight. And I pray tonight won't just be the last night. It'll be the best night. Amen. So let's invite people. Let's don't coast through this last service. Let's be intense in our praying. And let's be uh, intentional in who we invite. And uh, get out and bring somebody with you tonight. I do have several prayer requests for our ministry. And let me encourage you to run by the table uh, at the end of the service tonight before I put everything up to go home uh, and uh, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, you can get that electronically or through the mail, and I'll help you keep up with what we're doing around the world. Uh, we do have a website, and uh, it's going to change here uh, in the near future, but uh, you can get on there. It's still active, and we have a lot of things on there. Matter of fact, if you're interested in sponsoring one of our children, you can actually look at their pictures on our website and pick out which boy or girl that you'd like to sponsor. And uh, as I told you, we have seven children that are battling with HIV. Uh, these children that, we, that, we, uh, that we're working with, uh, we have done uh, a lot of work checking their background. Uh, we have death certificates from uh, uh, the parents, you know, to prove that they're legitimate orphans. A lot of them. Uh, have been dropped off by family members because they can't take care of them after their mom and dad die. And so, you know, how traumatic it would be for little boy and girl just to be put out of a, uh, a van, left on the side of the road, see this building, and know that's where they're going to have to walk up and meet somebody to have a place to eat and stay. And so, uh, but I want to just tell you that over the, uh, just a short while we've had these kids in the buildings there at the home, uh, they're smiling, they're singing, they're laughing, uh, they're gaining weight. Uh, it's amazing. We fed 137 kids in a room about uh, half the size of this room. I'm talking about, about four-year-olds, eight-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12, 14-year-olds. You couldn't have found two grains of, uh, of rice on the floor. Our kids would have had that anywhere. Amen. But... Uh, so pray for our children. 
We're about to bring 70 new kids into the second building. We just finished that second building. Uh, we'll have 196 kids on the grounds. Uh, we have, we'll have 390 kids in our Christian school. It takes a lot of paper, pencils, textbooks. Uh, my wife, who some of y'all met Sunday, she, uh, the Lord gave her an idea called Pennies for Pencils. And if you're a, a public school teacher or uh, involved in the school uh, uh, in any way, and you could help us uh, maybe get some, I'll give you an illustration. We had two eighth grade classes in, in uh, around the Fort Smith, Arkansas area. They had a competition to see who could bring the most pennies uh, to give uh, the kids at the orphanage. And they raised over $2,100 in pennies. And uh, we were able to buy pencils and, and paper and all that, textbooks. Uh, one of the teachers had a great idea. After a Friday afternoon test, one of the kids got mad broke his pencil. So on Monday morning, she passed out pencils about that long to every student and a half a sheet of paper. She said, that's all you got for all the week because you're going to learn how these kids in Africa have to go to school. And you're going to learn to, you're going to, learn to be grateful for what God has blessed you with in America. And those kids got busy uh, and uh, raised that money. So if you can help us with that. Uh, we also do a VBS offerings, Kids for Kids is called. We have a DVD. Uh, I could explain that a little bit, show some things about the school. And uh, so we have a lot of things going on, but also we do international crusades. We do big Billy Graham type crusades. And uh, I just got back, I've been to Kenya twice in the last few months. Uh, in August, my wife is taking a group of ladies uh, to Kenya, but in October, uh, I'm taking another team back to Africa and we're going to Zambia and then to Kenya. But in Zambia, we're going to have a, a, a major crusade and plant a, a local New Testament church. And so uh, pray for that crusade. It costs about $30,000 to, to uh, have the crusade, to, to plant the church, and to do everything that we need to do. So uh, pray that God would take care of that need. Of course, we're going to Mexico Friday. I'll be back in Mexico in July doing the youth camp. And so uh, we have a lot going on, and uh, I really would appreciate your prayers. Uh, for us because uh, we want to be faithful and we want to continue to carry the gospel to the world. Amen? Amen. We have a Christian school in Pakistan, if you can believe that or not. And uh, since last August, our school has grown from 150 to 300 children. And uh, these Muslim children are hearing the gospel many of them are coming to know the Lord. By the way, uh, this is kind of interesting. I was going to mention it and I forgot it. In Kenya, we have a soccer team. Uh, the Compelled Soccer uh, Club, uh, they've led 1,500 Muslim men to Jesus playing soccer. And uh, they, they've lost only very few games. As a matter of fact, since I got new uniforms, they're undefeated. Isn't that good? Yeah. Uh, and we've got two of our guys who just got elected to the Kenyan National Soccer Team. So they'll be playing in the World Cup type uh, soccer leagues. And so uh, a lot of stuff happened. And uh, you pray for us that God will continue to give us wisdom and direction. Now, in Genesis 24, I, I'm going to be very brief with this. You can read it. It's a very interesting chapter. Uh, the Bible says in verse 1, Abraham was an old man and he was stricken in age. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 55. i got five grandkids. You know, I mean, listen, time's going by fast. Anybody can testify to that. This time's going by like that. And, uh, uh, my dad told me, he said, son, you get to be 21. He said, life's going to go by like a little kid running out of picket fence with a stick. And boy, he was right. And uh, I remember this story about these two men. They were in the, 
living room talking. The ladies were in the kitchen getting some uh, dessert and coffee ready. And so uh, the two guys were talking, and one of them said, uh, Man, my wife and I went to see this great movie the other night. You and your wife need to go see it. So what was the title of the movie? And the guy said, uh, man, he said, listen, he said, what's that flower that, uh, that you know, blue's got thorns all over it? It's red or, or yellow or whatever. And the guy said, Rose? He said, hey, Rose, what was the movie that we saw? But <laughs> uh, Abraham was uh, old and well-stricken in age and I believe we can all amen this. The Lord has blessed Abraham in all things, and the Lord has blessed every one of us. Amen. Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, which is Eliezer, his name's not mentioned in this particular scripture, that ruled over all that he had. He said, I, he said Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord God of heaven and the Lord God of the earth, that you will not take a wife unto the son of my daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But you will go to my country, to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. Now, here in this story, in the whole chapter, and I'm going to just really briefly share the chapter with you, Abraham is sending out his servant, Eliezer, to give his son Isaac a bride. Now, I know this is a real story. I know it's true. It's a true story. It's a, uh, it, it's a, it's a, real, a, a real event that happened in, in days gone by. But you know, the Bible, I want you, this, is, this will help you just in general in your Bible study and reading. All of the Bible is not written to me, but all the Bible is written for me. And so I can take some of these Old Testament stories and bring them into, into uh, 21st century and apply them to my life. So here's what we're going to do. These, these characters in this story that were real people, they also are types or symbols. Abraham is a type of God the Father. Uh, Eliezer is a type of God the Holy Spirit. Isaac is a type of God the Son, Jesus. And Rebecca, that we're going to hear about in a moment, is a type of the church, the body of Christ. That's us. Now, get this. Abraham, his desire is for his son Isaac to have a bride. So he sends the servant, Eliezer, out to find Isaac a bride. And can I tell you something? That's exactly true in heaven right now. It's on the heart of God the Father for his son Jesus to have a bride. And he sent the Holy Spirit, come on, amen, amen, to convict men and women of sin and to draw men and women to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But you know what? God doesn't work in a vacuum. He uses us to carry that message that the Holy Spirit can use. Amen. amen. You see, when I share the gospel, I, I want to be a clean vessel, and I want to be able to articulate the gospel in such a way that the Holy Spirit can take that witness apply it to somebody's heart, convict them of their sin, and bring them to faith in Jesus Christ. I get excited just saying that. Amen. That's exciting to know that we go out in the power, we talked about it yesterday, the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's how you can tell how close your heart is to, to, the, to the heart of God the Father. How busy, how interested, how excited are you in getting Jesus around? Because, you see, that's the heart of God. Come on, amen? For God so loved the world. He sent his only begotten Son. The very heart of God is for people to be saved. So we know that our heart is close to God because we have a heart that beats like our Father's heart, and that's for our friends and family to come to Christ. Now, I, I'm just kind of, you know, kind of using this illustration to get us thinking. Let's suppose Abraham, he sends his, sends his son, uh, his a uh, servant out to find his son a bride. 
Abraham's anxious to see Eliezer come back with a bride. He's sitting on the front porch. He looks over the horizon. He sees Eliezer riding up on his Cadillac. Amen. And, uh, and so uh, he cuts his hand around his mouth and he goes, Hey, Eliezer, did you find my son a bride? And Eliezer hollers back, No, but we have a record attendance in Sunday school. But did you find my son Isaac a bride? No, but you should have heard the choir. They knocked the top out of him. But did you find my son Isaac a bride? No, but we met budget. But did you find my son Isaac a bride? No, but uh, we have more business today than we've ever had. Now, all those things are wonderful, but the bottom line is we've got to get people to Jesus. Amen? Amen. If you ask Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, what's the bottom line for the Dallas Cowboys organization, he'd say, win a Super Bowl. If you ask Bill Gates, what's the bottom line of Microsoft, he'd say, to turn a profit. But when you ask the church, and you ask people in the church, what's the bottom line of the church? We don't seem to all have the same answer. The, the answer is to get men and women to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now you say, well, Bill, don't you believe the disciples here? Yes, I do. But you can't disciple somebody until they get saved. You can't, they can't grow in the Lord until they know the Lord. Amen? We've got we to get them to that point first. So he sends Eliezer. Now, Eliezer is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, his, his Hebrew name, Eleazar, is a compound name, and, and here's how it's broken down. El, of course, when you study uh, the languages, El is a name for God. Ezar means helper. So Eleazar name, Eleazar's name means the helper of God. And, and don't, 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 don't throw me out of the building yet here. But in a sense, in a sense, listen, the Holy Spirit is the helper of God, even though he is God. He's the servant of God, even though he is God. That's his role. Amen. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit helps us. You know, in Romans chapter 8, the Bible says we don't know how to pray, what to pray. The Holy Spirit will help us. And the Holy Spirit helps us in many ways. He's our guide. He's our teacher. He leads us into all truth. He comforts us. He's our helper. Come on. Amen. Mm-hmm. So Eliezer goes out as the helper, as the servant of Abraham the father. Now, this is a powerful thing to think about. If the Holy Spirit can take on the role of a servant, why can't you and I? Matter of fact, you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, if you want to be the greatest, you've got to be the servant of all. If you want to go up, see the kingdom of God is backwards. If you want to go up, you've got to go down. If you want to get, you've got to give. If you want to get in, you've got to go out. Come on, Amen. And so Eliezer goes out. Now, uh, he took ten camels with him, loaded down with all the riches of Abraham and the resources of Isaac. That was kind of like ten, uh, eighteen wheelers in our, in our uh, society. Loaded down with stuff. He really doesn't know how the world's going to know which woman it is. So he comes to this place in, where uh, uh, Abraham told him to go, and there's a well there. And he, says that, he said, the next... Uh, girl that comes down here and offers to water my animals and give water to my men before she takes care of her animals. I know that's the one. One more. Here comes this beautiful virgin woman named Rebecca, and she does exactly that, and Eliezer knows that she's the one. They go to uh, Rebecca's house, and he begins, listen, watch this, he begins to talk about the riches of Abraham and the resources of Isaac. You know, the Bible says the Holy Spirit does not come to speak of himself. The Holy Spirit comes to speak of Jesus. 
That's why when a person's full of the Holy Spirit, they don't, they don't speak of themselves. They speak about Jesus. Amen? And I get around people all the time that talk about the Holy Spirit this, Holy Spirit that, and they never talk about Jesus. That makes me nervous because the Holy Spirit always magnifies the Lord Jesus. And so Eliezer brags on the riches of the Father, the resources of the Son, convinces Rebecca to get on an old stinking nasty camel and go to a place she's never been, watch this, to marry a man she's never seen and to travel with a man she's never met. <laughs> that took a lot of convincing. Her family said, let her wait 10 days. And he said, no, no, no. That's a picture of today's the day of salvation. We don't need to wait. We need to get people to Jesus as quick as we can. Amen. So they get on this old stinking camel and they start out in the desert. I mean, it's hot, spiders, snakes. You ever been on the camel? They stink. They'll bite you. Right in the middle, right in the middle of that desert, old Rebecca, she gets a little uh, buyer's remorse. <laughs> What in the world have I done? I've left my family, everything I know. I've left my comfort. And I'm traveling with a guy I've never met, to marry a man I've never seen, to go to a place I've never been. Eliezer stops the camels. He goes over to one of those, back, uh, one of those uh, saddles on that camel. He reaches in and gets them a big old handful of diamonds. And he goes, hey, Rebecca. He gets them a handful of rubies. Hey, Rebecca. Gets a handful of emeralds. Hey, Rebecca. Gets some perfume, begins to... Put it under her nose. And she goes, hallelujah, let's go. Come on, amen. <laughs> hey, let me encourage you a little bit. When you get out there and get busy for Jesus, the devil's going to come after you. Your flesh is going to get tired. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to want to quit. Come on, amen. You're going to say, it's no use. I'm not making a difference. I'm preaching to the wall. I mean, nothing matters. And you know, at that very moment, the Holy Spirit will come along and wave you some perfume from heaven under your nose, give you a blessing, and get you going again. Amen. Amen. I've had it happen many, many times. And so they finally get back home, and the Bible says, this is, this is so, so good. The Bible says when they got back to where Abraham and Isaac lived, Isaac was out in the field meditating. You know what he was thinking about? He's thinking about his new bride. Amen? You ever thought about a lamb? He named all the animals, but there wasn't anybody to be a helpmeet for him. I mean, he named, he named the aardvark and the, and the zebra and the elephant and the rhinoceros. Aren't, don't you know he was glad to see Eve after looking at all those ugly animals? I've got a little idea why Eve was called a woman. God took a rib out of his side, put him to sleep, created Eve. And uh, when he woke up and saw that beautiful creation by him, he went, whoa, man. That's not the delegate that way. But anyway. <laughs> the Bible says when Rebecca saw, this is in the King James, when Rebecca saw Isaac, she lit off her camel. That doesn't mean she lit up a cigarette, but <laughs> she jumped off her camel. And she, how, how she know that was Isaac? She never seen him before. Because of the witness of the servant, Eliezer. How are we going to know it's Jesus when he comes in the eastern sky? Because of the witness of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says they were married. And of course we know the story of how God blessed them. And brought forth the genealogy that would bring us the Lord Jesus Christ. But what I'm saying to you is this. God will equip you. God will give you the words. God will give you the strength. God will give you the motivation. 
through his blessed Holy Spirit so that his son Jesus can have a bride. Amen? Mm -hmm. Listen, I wish I, I could stand up here and say every time I've had an opportunity to witness, I've been bold as a lion. Sometimes I've just been plain chicken. I'm just going to be transparent with you because, listen, sometimes I get scared. Sometimes I fumble over my words when I'm sharing the gospel. Sometimes uh, I, I, I get uh, afraid, you know, what they might do or think or say. I, I, I'm, I'm just like you. Sometimes I get busy and I pass up opportunities when I knew the Lord wanted me to share my faith with somebody. I was sitting at a Cracker Barrel the other day, and the Lord, just as plain as I'm talking to you, told me to witness to the couple next uh, in the next table to me because I could tell they were having some problems. And, and you know what? I said, Lord, they don't want to be bothered in this public place. And, 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 I, and I didn't do it. I, I just, I hate to tell you, but I didn't do it. And I think about what kind of an impact maybe I would have had on their marriage if I would have just walked in the power of the Holy Spirit and humbled myself and been a servant. So listen, if you want to know how close your heart is to God, just ask yourself, how busy am I sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ? Mark 16, 15 says, go on all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen? I'll tell you a story, and I'm done. Years ago, Evangelist Manly Beasley was in a revival, a great man of God. He's with the Lord. On Sunday night of that revival meeting, a very prominent woman in the church got saved. Everybody thought she was a Christian. She had served in very many capacities in the church. She got gloriously saved. Uh, Monday night at the revival, they just had a real breakthrough. God really moved. And so Tuesday morning, man, we basically called the pastor and said, I want to know who's praying for this meeting. And he said, well, Brother Man, we haven't had any orchestrated prayer meetings, any you know, formal prayer meetings, but I know folks are praying. He said, no, somebody in particular has been praying for this meeting. Well, not long after that phone call, the lady that had been born again, the very prominent lady in the church that had been born again on Sunday night, she comes up to the church to see the pastor. She said, Pastor, I want to tell you something. She said, I got up this morning to get my little girl ready for school, and I walked in her room, and her bed was still made. Nobody had slept in the bed, my heart filled with fear. So she said, I thought somebody had come in our home in the night and abducted our little, little girl. But when I walked around the other side of the bed, there she was, laying on the floor in the same clothes she had had on the night before. And there was a world map with puddles of tears all over it. Ten years old. The mom said, what are you doing, huh? That's what the little girl said. She said, Mom, I've been praying for you to be saved for a long time. And now I want the whole world to be saved. I ought to have the heart of that little 10-year-old girl. Because that's exactly what I've been talking about. Amen? The heart of God is that his son Jesus have a bride. I want us to bow our heads and pray. And here's what I want you to do. Right now I want you to pray this prayer in your heart. Lord, put some of space in my mind that needs Jesus. I believe some of you are already seeing that person right now. I believe you're seeing that picture. In your mind's eye, you're seeing that man, that woman, that teenager, that next-door neighbor, that work associate, schoolmate, family member, whoever it is. And I want you to pray in your heart right now, Lord. Give me the opportunity and the boldness to talk to that person about Jesus so they might be saved. I want you to pray for that person today. 
call them, invite them, bring them tonight so they can hear the gospel. Amen? And I want you to look at it for just a minute, and I want to pray. I don't say this very often, uh, but uh, the Lord has laid on my heart a message tonight that, listen, I, let's get everybody we can to be here tonight. Because I believe the message I'm going to preach tonight really is kind of a picture of where we are in America, especially in the church, concerning hearing the Word of God. So please, come tonight and uh, bring somebody with you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray for the service. Father, thank you, Lord, for this great noon service. Thank you for yesterday, the day before, the good numbers that we've had, the, the, the very... Uh,